Welcome to The Abundant Life with your host, me, Brandon Kelly. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode two of The Abundant Life. I'm so excited that you are here. Over the past week or so, uh, there have been some some uh, things coming on to the news scene, uh, primarily uh, something that many Christians are talking about and many non-Christians who have uh, watched the show 19 and Counting uh, with the Duggar family. have They have noticed that through the, oh, what is it called? The Ashley Madison hack that has happened. Uh, Josh Duggar, his name was on the customer information of that website, and he has been identified as as one of the people who have basically, uh, if you're not aware, Ashley Madison is a website that you go to if you are uh, someone seeking an affair. It's like a, a social media site or a dating website for those who are seeking that. And his name was uh, brought up in this report of basically some people hacked into their system and showed who was uh, their who were their customers and he was one of them and uh, if if you're aware of anything that's happened with uh, Josh in his past uh, he was identified as his uh, family came out and and there were reports that uh, said that when he was 14 15 years old that he had violated. Uh, his his sisters and some other underage girls, um, and uh, the his his just pattern uh, has resurfaced um, now as an adult. I believe he's 27 now, and uh, rather than to focus on you know whether or not the Duggars are 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 correct or or justified in having so many kids and the effects of that, that's not what I want to talk about. Um, but I simply want to use this as as a uh, as a jumping off point uh, to where many people, many Christians who have you know adored this show, Duggar, the you know people, uh, the Duggar family having so many kids and and they're they're people of faith and they have these family values and and they have all these things and a lot of Christians are, are resonating with them and uh, you know excited that more Christians are on television and showing uh, their lives and their their faith and all of this. A lot of people. Um, I, and, and you may have seen this on your Facebook uh, feed or Twitter uh, feed, whatever it is, or, or talk to people at work or at school. You may have uh, you know, found people just kind of dumbfounded or surprised or, or just a little discouraged with the fact that Josh Duggar was found uh, as, as being a customer of this website. And um, what this illustrates to me is the fact that we as a society— and even we as Christians, and, and sometimes especially Christians, have this tendency to elevate people. And then when these people fail, uh, morally, uh, it lets us down. And, you know, you see this in people elevating pastors, you see this in people elevating celebrities. And, uh, you know, something that has, has always kind of weirded me out a little bit, maybe a little uncomfortable, is uh, being at like a Christian conference and there is a book signing happening and it was one of the pastors who are, you know, they're presenting at the, at the conference and, and people go up and they have them sign their books. And it's always just been kind of odd to me that this is something that we in the church practice. Um, because what it tells me is that we are elevating certain individuals above others. 
and uh, it just seems a little odd to me. And uh, as we continue our study of the book of John, last week we started this whole podcast, and uh, you can see the link in the show notes at brandonkelly.org. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y dot org. You can see the link to episode one, and we talked about John chapter one, verses one through 18, and we were just going to walk through the book of John together. But um, what we're going to see today is basically a, a case study in something that could have resulted in the way in which uh, this thing with the Duggars and, and just with culture in general could have resulted in. Because sometimes leaders get elevated on a pedestal without them trying to elevate themselves. Sometimes, a lot of times, people put someone else on a pedestal without that person desiring to be on that pedestal. And what that person does in response says a lot about their character. And so if you are a person who leads people, or you are a person who is highly respected, or you are just a person who has influence over other people, which, which if you are living and breathing, you have influence over other people, what you will find is that sometimes you will be elevated and put on a pedestal without you even wanting to be on it. And this is exactly something that could have happened with uh, a gentleman that we're going to be introduced to in our, in our uh, passage today. So today we're going to focus on John chapter 1, verses 19 through 34. So if, if you have a Bible, I would turn it to there, John chapter 1. Um, and then you can also find the scripture on brandonkelly.org. You may be listening to that to this on, on that website, or you may be listening on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. You can find the Abundant Life podcast. It's, it's te- technically the Abundant Life with Brandon Kelly. You can find that on iTunes and Stitcher and on my website. So if you are on my website, you can find the scripture there with the, with the same translation I'm using. I'm using the ESV version, the English Standard Version of the Bible. So uh, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to kind of break it down section by section, kind of paragraph by paragraph. And uh, again, this is just going to be around a 15-minute podcast every single week. I basically take 10 minutes to prepare this, and then 10 to 15 minutes to uh, share it with you. So I'm excited about this. Verse 19, John chapter 1. Let's read this. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests, this is John the Baptist, by the way, Uh, When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself do not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. 
And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So, let's go back. John the Baptist is introduced to us. You can read more about him uh, in the other Gospels. But he's a man who uh, was technically the cousin of Jesus. And he comes on the scene and he was spoken of by Isaiah to be the person who's going to prepare the way for the Messiah. And so he acknowledges that he is who he is. And so what that tells me is that um, we as Christians need to let people know who we are. So that there's no confusion. That yes, I'm a pastor, but that is all I am. I I am just a human being. And that is exactly what John the Baptist is saying. I am who I am. I am not the Christ though. And if you ask me who I am and I have the opportunity to say yes. You see, John had the opportunity to say yes, I'm the the Christ, I'm the Messiah. And they could have went back to the Pharisees, uh, the people who sent them, and told them who he was. And John the Baptist, he had a big following. People came to him to be baptized uh, in the water. Um, He could have used this as an opportunity to elevate himself and basically point people to himself. But he didn't do that. And we as Christians, followers of Jesus, we need to make sure that we don't elevate ourselves or we don't let others elevate us. Because this is what is true. People have a tendency to elevate other people because they want to see someone who is going to be hopeful or who's going to give them hope. But here's what you know to be true and I know to be true. That all people, no matter how, who they are or how long you've known them or, or what they do or who they are uh, in, in the you know, deepest sense of who they are, they will let us down. Your mom will let you down. Your dad will let you down. Your brother, your sister, your friend, your aunt, uncle, strangers. They will let you down. Your pastor will let you down. Your elders will let you down. Your boss will let you down. Here's the thing. You will let you down. And so we as Christians, we need to understand who we are and who we are. John understood who he was in light of who Jesus was. And in light of who Jesus was, John was simply the person who was telling people about Jesus. And when people asked him who he was, he didn't point to himself as, yes, I'm the Messiah, but he pointed to the one who was the Messiah. It goes on in in verse uh, 29 that that the next day, uh, John actually saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is something we as Christians need to get good at saying. Instead of people getting used to people talking about you and being self-consumed with who you are and the things that you're good at, we need to point people to Jesus. As a pastor, this is, this is kind of hard and kind of difficult um, because, you know, you, you, you preach a sermon, people say good, good message, and, uh, and, and we, you know, the words you spoke were, were really meaningful to me. And what I always have to, uh, to remember in my own heart is that the things in which I say are not from me, but they are ultimately from God. And he gets the credit, he gets the glory, he gets the praise. And I'm, I'm afraid that so many people uh, in our churches... Uh, and you may have experienced this, walk away saying great message instead of saying great God. 
So, so as we, as leaders, as, as people who are following Jesus, who have influence in the world, we need to be saying, behold, the lamb of God, he actually has the ability to take away your sins. That is not, that is not my job. I do not even uh, come close to having the ability or, or the, the, the wisdom to be able to do that. So just as uh, just doing what I'm told. That's what John was sa- saying. I'm just doing what I was told to do. So how many times do we need to recognize that, um, that, that Christian celebrities, people who are elevated uh, in, in our culture, we need to understand who they are. They're not perfect. They're going to fail. And if you put your hope and trust in them, you will be discouraged. You will be let down. And so let us keep the king on the throne. Let us not put ourselves on the throne or someone else on the throne, but let us keep Jesus on the throne. Let's let him be the savior because Jesus is the the lamb of God who is coming to the world. He came into the world to to give of himself, to take away the sins of the whole world, including you and I. And so let, let us let Jesus be the savior. And let us let no one lift us up And let us remember that no one can lift us up except for Jesus. He is the one who lifts us up before the Father and says, Here he is, here she is, worthy to be in your presence. You see, we shouldn't be surprised when, when celebrities or family members or friends or leaders fall. That is the whole reason Jesus came. Is because we can't do it on our own. Now, I'm not making excuses or making light of Josh's, uh, you know, circumstances or his addiction to sex. But what I am saying is that we as Christians need to keep our eyes on the one who perfects and is writing our faith, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And that is Jesus. We need to keep our hope and trust in Him. We need to keep our eyes on God in every situation. And we need to recognize when we are having our eyes and our focus put towards someone else, some human being. So let me ask you a question as we close out today. Where is your hope being deposited? This is a question I want you to ask yourself and wrestle with today. Where is your hope being deposited? Is your hope being deposited in your spouse? Is your hope being deposited in your kids? Is your hope being deposited in your money? Is your hope being deposited in a teacher, a coach, a pastor? Who is your hope being deposited in? Where is your hope being deposited? If you went to the bank and it was a bank for your hope, where, what, what account number does your deposit slip have? Does it have Jesus on it or something else? So consider that today. And let me just remind us that Jesus is the one who lifts us up before the Father. It is not one person. And so let us uh, remain people who do not allow uh, the failures of someone else to bring us down. Because we have a hope, and He is in heaven, and He has all authority, power, and dominion over this world. And He is the light of the world. He is our hope. Thanks so much for joining me on episode two of The Abundant Life. Uh, I hope and pray that it's been helpful and encouraging to you. Um, If it has, would you go to iTunes and Stitcher, uh, one or the other, and leave a a rating and a review? If you do that, that helps more and more people uh, see the podcast, and it will help uh, hopefully spread more hope and encouragement to others and that they will grow in their faith alongside of you. Share it on your social media. would love for you to do that. And I'm so thankful that you decided to spend, you know, 15, 16 minutes with me today. 
I hope and pray that you have an awesome and blessed day, and I will talk to you soon.